Blog Talk Radio. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, as always, Dan Grimshay. Joining me, as always, is your faithful companion, Marky. Say hey, Mr. Marky. Hey, hey, y'all. And we are going to lighten up a little bit. Uh, Regular listeners might Mm -hmm. recall last week we got a little crazy. We had ourselves a political show. Blech. We didn't we didn't take a stance. Don't worry everybody, we're not telling you who to vote for. We don't care. As long as you go do it. But we're gonna lighten up a little bit yeah. here. It's not about political propaganda in a highly charged election year. No, we're gonna have fun today. We're gonna talk about gender disparity in Hollywood and beyond. That doesn't sound light. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> and I'll tell you why though. We're gonna do it all through uh through the specter, through the lens through the uh, paradigm of one very talented actress named Tia Sarkar. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you familiar with her, Marky? I are you kidding? This is this is quite possibly the biggest guest we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had That's Mike Tyson on the show. Yeah, oh yeah, we 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 we've had Mike Tyson himself. <laughs> but no, no, it is. It is. I'm so excited about this one. We, guys. we do talk to her. You're going to hear it. You're she, so lucky. She plays Sabine in Star Wars Rebels. She is a major character in what is now canon of Star Wars. That's right, canon. It actually she's, counts. Is, she counts. This this character counts, and yep. she's on our show today. And you're going to hear an interview from her real soon. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we talked to her both about Star Wars Rebels, and she's also the star. Of uh, and I mean the star. Mm-hmm. This is she's her lead. movie. This is her movie. This is a vehicle for Tia Sarkar. She's in ninety eight percent of this movie. This movie is Miss India America, mm-hmm. yeah. and you got to see it. It is very funny. We got a chance to catch it. It comes out very soon, uh, April fifth, in the year of our Lord twenty sixteen. <laughs> I think you're I do right. believe you can go catch it in uh, theaters. I think even video on demand. I think it's, it's a, the, I, the double launch. It's actually going to drop on. Uh, on demand HD, and yeah, April fourth sounds right. And you want every D you can get, so get the HD. Uh huh. April fourth, a very funny movie. It's a great movie. And there is something both of the her role in both of these uh, properties has in common. Yeah, it's that it flips the gender role on its head. That's right. Uh, one is a romantic in a way, comedy. In a way. Yeah, right. In one very specific way. Yes. Right, but one is a romantic comedy. Star Wars Rebels. No. Oh, I mean, yes. Uh, 
<laughs> Miss India America. Miss India America. You, you were close. can be defined as a uh, romantic comedy. I, I think so. But, but she's yeah. she is she is the star. Mm-hmm. It is it is her journey, her right. movie. Right. And the other one, she plays Sabine in Star Wars Rebels, and again, this shifts the the gender role again. In in, yeah. in what we're used to, not what's right or wrong here, yeah. <laughs> not just, what should be. Just a couple of tweaks, and both of these characters could easily be men. Absolutely. It it is not dependent on the fact that she is a woman. The character has to be a woman, and it well. In all fairness, uh, Miss India America is about a beauty pageant. Uh-huh. Not a lot of those for men, so it does come to follow. They kind of had had to make it a, a female character, but it's strong. It passes. Uh, what they call the Bechtel test. The Bechtel test. We've talked about this on the show mm-hmm. before. We love the Bechtel test. I know that you listening have already heard us go into detail, and I'm sure you're very familiar with it. But just in case you aren't, Marky, give us a real quick recap. What, what's that old Bechtel test for? Oh, uh, Bechtel test was um, it was a test created by John Bechtel. John and Dr. John Bechtel. Dr. John Bechtel. No, no. we have no idea. <laughs> and I don't know why you would assume it's John Bechtel and not Elizabeth Bechtel. Oh, you're, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It could have been Elizabeth Bechtel. Part of the problem. Part of the problem. <laughs> it's my or fault. Or we think. I don't, we might even be part of the problem ourselves asking this question, especially as men. I don't know. We have no way of knowing if we're ignorant. But yeah. I think Tia and her role... Would have passed the Bechtel would test. Would pass the Bechtel test. Which is a, this is, it's a scale, I believe, um, that uh, you it's, can it's apply a, it's to. like a checklist. It's like a checklist, right? That and, measures for and the it, female characters. Exactly. Female characters in film, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it basically tells you if the female is in a movie, uh, and again, on a scale, uh, yeah. of how much they're there to service the male character in the in yeah, the movie. In, in a plot, or yeah. if they are their own independent character. Exactly. And, you know, as it turns out, you know, uh, spoiler alert, not a lot of movies pass the Bechtel test. Yeah. It's pretty pathetic, it's, actually. I, I think if you look at all of history together, Hollywood has had yeah. a very bad track record with this in, in the stories. I like to think that I think things have been getting different. Yeah. Better, I hope. But I will say different, and as evidenced by uh, Tia's, who's who's an amazing actress on her own. She's amazing. She has yeah. no problem doing any kind of a role, no matter the depth or mm-hmm. you know humanity involved. She is really good, so she can do these roles. And we are the ones here. The, neither one is a feminist exploration. Absolutely not. There is nothing feminist. There's about, no mention of of it at know, all. It's and it's it's it, it like I said for a couple of uh, tweaks, uh-huh. these stories could be male characters, but they aren't, and we notice that they aren't. Does that? Well, is, and that's, it, it, yeah. if I say, "Hey, that's <laughs> progress," does that make me look ten years behind? Um, I I think I think the only reason why we even notice it is because you and I. We will watch these movies and we have a discussion about them. And what was refreshing about Miss India America is that you kind of notice that the romantic interest, you know, which turns out to be the motivating factor, which kind of puts her on her journey. Yeah, at the very beginning. At the very, very beginning. She makes a choice based on a male character, which doesn't bode well if you're going to do the battle test. they They get this done. They get this out of the way right away. Yeah. Because... 
you know, and he's, I mean, he's in it for I a mean, total of five minutes, maybe. I mean, yeah, he's got about yeah. 10 minutes of screen time. Maybe. At the beginning, you're like, oh, is it going to be a movie about the two of them? Yeah, nope. By the end, it's, spoiler it's alert, got nothing to do his with him. presence has less and less importance on purpose. This is a film that has, that this film has everything to do with her and yes, her journey. It's her journey. Right, not, not his. It's got nothing all. to do with his at all, you know, and um, she has to discover this. You know that she doesn't need yeah. this other person. Yeah, you know? it almost because the Bechtel failing at the beginning almost turns into like the uh, the revelation exactly. later on. And you know maybe that's a symbol of us as a society <laughs> we're breaking away from this kind of need. See, you and know? I hope so. You and know, again, maybe... I hope me asking the general public, please feel free barrage us with messages, tweets, uh, whatever, however you uh-huh. can respond to this, listeners. Am I out of line saying, hey, look, this is an improvement? I'm sorry I'm having to underline it, but say, hey, look, things are a little bit better here. Well, I think most people that are going to watch this movie are not going to notice that, right? They're just going to be entertained. This is a yeah, funny exactly. movie. That should be and, the idea, right? You know, right. And it's just, it's not really going to register. You know, I, I think we've already come a real long way with this, you know, with the, but there, there was just, there was something, there was something that, that she did really specific with her character that you, and I know we're going to touch on this on the interview with her. And, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to bury it a little tiny bit, but just a bit, you know, one of the things that most, most romantic comedies try to do from the beginning is that you're supposed to love the girl. Yeah. You know, like you're supposed to want the girl like right away. And with she's this, the goal. She's, she's the goal. She's the attainable. Exactly. She's the, the she's, gold standard. She's the prize. Yeah. She's, you know. Which, yeah, the she, more we keep saying it, the she, more demeaning she, it does sound. She's yeah. the object, right? Exactly. Yeah. And in this one, from the very beginning, and again, spoiler alert, because we have to spoil alert everything. Yeah. In the first minute of this movie, you do not like this girl. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we and we do talk about that uh-huh. in the interview. Uh-huh. I don't want to ruin it. And also I think you should all go watch the movie. It's a great movie. It I is really actually hilarious. It. It's funny. Yeah. I was I was very impressed uh-huh. with how funny uh-huh. it was. Uh-huh. Uh what else can I say about it that will ru- Oh, you know what? I don't think I should say anything. Magic interview machine, won't you please let us listen to our dulcet tones with Tia Sarkar? Tia Sarkar, everybody, a big name that uh, a lot of you probably know from the Star Wars universe. And we'll get to that, Marquee, I promise. Yes, please. But first, I want to talk <laughs> about uh, uh, Miss India America, new movie uh, we both just got to see recently. And you tear it up in there, Tia. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Well, that was I was I was very pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> I said this seems like fair some enough, kind of weird enough. tween thing, but uh, it's actually <laughs> a, a pretty complex story and funny as hell. Oh, I'm so glad! I'm so glad you think so. That is what we were going for. Good, good, good. You nailed it. You nailed it this time around. Oh, good. Phew. <laughs> and it's actually, and like I said, it's kind of a complex story. And what I what I do like about it, and I'm almost sorry that in this day and age we still have to mention it, but I will. This is very, 
this is a strong female-driven story. Uh, you don't see in the no. Please mention it. I I think we we should mention it. It still bears you know mentioning, and I'm so glad you said so. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's all. It's an almost. I mean, there are male characters, but it's it's sort of like a, just a ton of not just female comedic, not just female characters, but female comedic characters, and then uh, moreover, it's like South specifically South Asian female comedic actors. I mean, that's like such a rarity unfortunately but such a i mean so wonderful to get to be a part of a project like this yeah like it is you know as a matter and like you mentioned there are male characters but uh you know if anything i would say this movie would fail the bechdel test for men <laughs> as in yeah none of the male and characters okay are there but that. to service the female <laughs> characters i'm okay with it it's yeah, all right yeah it i'm okay with it yeah <laughs> You've got, uh, you know, you've got the the, the, the boyfriend, boyfriend who's yeah. basically, ooh, by the end of the movie, I know I'm not going to spoil it, she matures enough, she realizes she doesn't have to be doing anything for the boyfriend, so boom, that was his function. Yeah. Uh, you've got yeah. the, uh, the creepy MC, the the young yep. soap opera actor. Were uh, you about to say yep. the young MC? The young MC. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught myself. Thanks for bringing it up anyway. <laughs> okay. uh, and then, of course, the uh, drunk, uh, lecherous uh, uh, pageant judge. By our friend, Kaz. Played by our friend, Kaz Avnar, one of the show's very oh, first guests. We yeah, isn't he, isn't he so good? He's really fantastic in that role. A little too, a little too believable, I might say. Yeah, yeah, extremely creepy. A lot of the guys in this are creepy for some reason. I, I actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got the chance to hang out with Cass at uh, at a party at the end of Kamikaze last year, and uh, uh-huh. that was a slightly exaggerated version of him. <laughs> <laughs> But with the uh, pants off, knocking like pounding on doors, uh, well, hotel was, doors. The, I mean, <laughs> I think the only the only difference was that he did keep his pants on. But he's a he's a very mm. he's a libatious and awesome fellow. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's enough uh, Kaz bashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we ended it on a good note, though. Oh he, yeah, I'd uh, like to think so. Yep. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a lovely man, a lovely guy. And and as and as good as he is at his job, he's got a tiny role in this compared to you. You This whole movie is riding oh. on your shoulders. Did you uh, feel no the, the stress there? Yeah, that's, that's what I if I'm not an actor, but if I was and I read that script, I'd say either this is the movie I love to do or the one I hate to do because 80% of the dialogue is you. You're in every single shot. Yeah, no... I I I loved to do it. So I mean, I, when I first read the script, I I mean, I read the script and immediately knew that if it ever got you know if it ever got made into a movie, I, I had to play this part. I felt so I felt like an instant connection to this character, and I felt like I was just going to fight tooth and nail to get this part. Uh, luckily, I did not have to do that, but I was prepared to do it. Um, not at something all. About Unlike the character I I, herself. Uh, exactly. Maybe that's why. Maybe there's... <laughs> do you, do you identify um, with that crazy overachiever uh, edge that, uh, you know, that she's got? I, I, I identify with parts of it. I mean, I was not Lily. Um, I, I mean, certainly not. I was not valedictorian of my class, and I did not go on to be 
become a neurosurgeon, um, obviously. But um, yeah, and I'm sure my parents would have loved for me to be a little more like Lily um, as far as that goes. Uh, but you I definitely a do movie share star. that sort of. Is it really that? <laughs> we're not we're not doing this interview um, behind a Burger King. I think you're doing pretty well. <laughs> Well, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I'm going to get my dad to listen to this. Thing. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I definitely have a. I, I share that like tr- sort of um, drive to succeed and be and, and excel. I, I like to be good at things that I try my hand at, and I get frustrated when I'm not, which is why I don't play sports. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, but I'd like to think that I'm like a little more, you know, a little more well-rounded than Lily. I'd like to think I have slightly better interpersonal skills, communication skills, maybe. Um, we hope so. Yeah. But you know, I, I it, even though I wasn't Lily when I, I felt like I recognized parts of me in Lily, and then I also, you know, I have an older sister who's like, you know, was model child, model student, perfect, you know, firstborn child, uh, which is maybe why I turned out the way I am. Um, but so I, I recognize parts of her and Lily. So even though I didn't, you know, I just, I just felt a familiarity with her and I really just felt like I, I, I had, I, I needed to, to play this role for whatever reason. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I never felt, I mean, sure. We, you know, we had a very short shoot. We didn't have a huge budget. So it was all kind of like we all rolled up our sleeves and it's kind of a, a labor of love. Um, uh, so, you know, it might have been like I felt there was a lot going on and we didn't have a lot of time. And so there was that kind of pressure. But it never felt like, oh, God, you know, how how am I going to do this? Because I just felt really connected to the role I was playing. And I just um, that that was a little bit of a luxury. I didn't have time to even worry about the, the other stuff. You know, when when I was watching this, um, I, I think you actually pulled up something really, really wonderful is that. We didn't. We don't like your character from basically the first second of the movie. You know, like, <laughs> she's really a pill. You she know, is difficult yeah. to root for. Yeah, really. yeah, but you end up rooting for her, right? Is, 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 well, is, see, is I kind of, uh, you know, this is something that the, one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much was I kind of had the dialogue in my head as the movie was going on. Like, I don't know if I do like her. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying watching mm. her, but you know, especially. Mm. There is something I won't spoil it, but she does do something towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. At which point, I said, "All right, I'm pretty sure she's a monster." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's Fair, some growth after a- that, and uh-huh. et cetera. But still, even when the the credits were rolling, uh, I, I start. I, I was thinking to myself, "Is it a matter of time till Lily is?" I mean, that that kind of drive in a person uh-huh. can be almost dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one mm-hmm. of the things oh, that says. Well, and yeah, I mean that kind of drive drives her to be a person that she's not, you know, you know, in a in a moment. So yeah, definitely it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. it, but you, I I actually thought that you know you actually did pull it off. By the end of the film, Thanks. I I definitely wanted you to, I wanted you to find your way. You know, it it's not yeah, necessarily yeah. winning the pageant, but it's just it's it's really about just 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 you becoming more grounded and and like finding your way and i became a fan of lily so it was all uphill i'm glad that that's a real relief yeah absolutely you uh, know what's funny i i um i only after we finished filming uh the movie um i had i had a 
couple different people. Actually, one of the PAs on the film um, uh, had said to me, uh, I think maybe even at the rap party, like, you know, I read this, I read this script, and I really hated Lily, and I was really worried about how we were going to make a movie with, like, this, you know, really unlikable, char- you know, lead character. Um, so, you know, that was really cool that you, like, made me like the character. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I, you know, it never occurred to me at any point up until that point that people might hate her. And and that's really weird, I, I know, because she does some, you know, she does and says some despicable things. But for some reason, when I read it, I, I felt sympathetic. She was a sympathetic character to me. And so I think that was a little bit, I mean, that, that helped me in playing her. That I never even thought about the, the what you're saying, which is, had I, had I thought about that, like, oh, boy, I'm going to have to, like, get people to like her somehow, even though she's very unlikable, that would have made my job very difficult, I think. And then I would have been stressing about, you know, you know, am I am I doing it <laughs> right? And so, um, luckily, I was kind of blissfully unaware, and so I just like I felt sympathy towards her, and I think that maybe helped uh, me get through it and not worry about whether people were going to like her or not. And hopefully, like you said, I mean, hopefully people do. I I, I was I I was thinking that it was um it's it is very much a path that a lot of people go through when they're at that age. Is when they think there's something. Yeah, I mean, find their way. Sorry, say it again. No, I, I, I was just saying that you know, it is, it is something that is, that is very, very common. We all kind of go through this as we're at that age, and we think that we want something so badly, and we have to find our, our, our way back down to earth. At eighteen, we all have lots of assumptions about ourselves that is painful to lose. Absolutely, I. Yeah, and and you know, and and you do think you have it all figured out, whatever it is. Have the same ambition as Lily, and you know, and but but we all. I I certainly thought I I knew far more than I did, um, and I remember vividly when I was like a preteen and a teenager. My mom would say, you know, Tia, you don't know everything, <laughs> and I was sure she was wrong, but it turns out she was correct, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, whatever that, whatever whatever the plan, you know, your plan is, you've got one, and, and, you know, sometimes it takes a rude awakening to realize that, you know, you don't have it all figured out, and in, in Lily's case, you know, her, winning to her is paramount um, over a lot of other things that should be important, and so for her, it's it's not about losing the ambition because I think she's too driven and too, too focused and too, uh, you know, that need to excel is too ingrained in her to, to suddenly be a different person. It's not that it's about striking a balance and, 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 and realizing that maybe winning isn't the most important thing in life. Is there there something in the Indian culture that, that this movie is specifically trying to speak to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that like pressure, that pressure to succeed and be perfect and be, you know, all of those things. I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, um, I love that it's a movie about Indian American culture because when I was young, there I did, I never saw anything like that, and I would have been so nice, that, you know. Get, seeing an Indian American person in the mainstream media was, and sometimes still is, but less and less so, thankfully. But when I was young, I mean. Getting to see like a an Indian meteorologist or just any like a newscaster, I'd be like, oh, that person's Indian. Check that out. It was such a novelty. Um, 
which is too bad, you know, and, and I, I'm glad that that is slowly and, and, and surely, you know, slowly but surely changing. Um, and so I love that that, you know, we, we the movie does sort of center on this Indian American community and these characters. But I think what's special about the movie is that, it, it's a, it, you know, the themes are universal. Like you were saying, I mean, the, the, hopefully the jokes are funny to any any audience member, no matter what their background. And, you know, it's got heart and it's got a message. And none of that, you know, takes an Indian, Amer- you know, South Asian American audience to appreciate. So I think that's nice. But, yes, I mean, I think that that, you know, um, for someone like me, like a, an Indian, you know, child of Indian immigrants that's born and raised in America, I think even if you didn't feel the pressure, so you know, like Lily did, um, we all uh, have felt that, uh, you know, that expectation and that pressure to to be the best um, for sure in some capacity. Um, me as well, you know, my parents are. Uh, relatively speaking, really cool. I mean, their kid is an actor in Hollywood, and they're they're okay with it. You know what I mean? But um, I, you know, I still like my parents are both professors. They have multiple teg- degrees. Uh, my sister has a master's from Columbia. My parents both have PhDs. I mean, they're ridiculous. And and, and oh, and I will say this: when I first moved to LA, uh, I I had started work. I mean, I was really fortunate. I started working kind of. Soon, um, and even while I had started working and I was doing, you know, TV shows and you know, doing co-star roles on various TV shows, my mom and this isn't. My dad's even tougher than my mom about this stuff. But my mom would call. I think she was sort of like my, my dad would urge her to do the to do the, the his dirty work. She would call every now and then and say, you know, you you should just maybe. Um, get an MBA at UCLA, like, you know, on your off time when you're not auditioning. While you're and in like, LA. Are you people insane? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're there. You might as well just pick up that MBA while you're, you know, on, <laughs> when you're not busy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. So... <laughs> Well, we've, um, all, we've all either got a little lily inside of us or our parents are trying to put one there. <laughs> it's a good way to put yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or they're really disappointed that she's not. <laughs> We're not as much like lily. Well, yeah. it's all but, right. Um, I, will all got... say, I mean... oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, in their defense, my parents are awesome and they have been very supportive of my, you know, of my choice to, you know, in, in, in career. So I can't, I cannot fault them at all. And in fact, they're the ones, you know, I, I, I shared that thing that maybe a lot of Amer- Indian American or Indian kids all over the world do, but, you know, I, they enrolled me in every class I wanted to take. And then some, you know, I was in dance classes and, uh, piano classes and figure skating classes and tennis classes and, um, theater and musical theater classes. So I think they wanted me to be that well-rounded person they just don't think they expected me to uh you know take that and run with it and choose choose to be an actor <laughs> professionally well it's a damn good thing you make this acting thing work because at least you have a career and you can rub <laughs> someone's nose in it if you want uh, <laughs> speaking of your career now i think mark mark is champing at the bit here yeah. he can't wait yeah. we got to talk about star wars let's do it all right let's do it so if you haven't figured out by the voice yet, we are speaking with Sabine Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels, which you can find on a TV show, video games, uh, every, uh, lots of places. Uh, You're toy, in, uh, toy shelves. Toy shelves. Yeah. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. hear her on the toy shelves. Maybe there are those toys. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're you're in in the Star Wars universe. That's 
major player. That's a big thing. Yeah. I What's sure that? am. It's really kind of hard to wrap my brain around still. Well, well, are you are are you a star? I'm sure if I ask you now, you're going to say yes. But were you a Star Wars nerd or or casual fan even when you were growing up? Did you have time for Star Wars? I will, I will keep it real with you. Um, I, I have no qualms telling you this. I, I was not really. I mean, I, when I I had watched the original the trilogy phone, when I was really young. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. No, you're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna redeem myself in a second. Um, when I so I I would watch the original trilogy when I was really young, and I don't think. I mean, I I didn't. I didn't really like grow up in a Star Wars household, and I I just didn't know. I didn't like know what I was watching, and I didn't realize the importance of it. And then, when I got this um, job, I I wanted to know as much as I I was like, okay, I want to do as much research and familiarize myself with all things Star Wars. And as you both know, that's there's that that entails a lot. <laughs> there's a lot busy. to that, do there. That takes years. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and it and it's still. I mean, I'm still a work in progress because there is so much, but um, it is really fun homework to get to do, you know. So I, I I've been trying to like, you know, in the past couple of years that I've been on the show, it it is I, I I like of course like once I got the job I was like okay rewatch all the movies and then luckily um, uh, Clone Wars had just become. Um, available on Netflix, so I started binge-watching Clone Wars, and so I, I it, you know, like, it's a, it's a learning curve, for sure, but getting to be immersed in that world and getting to interact with fans, and also the fact that, like, people on the show, um, you know, my, my, my cat, fellow cast members are, are huge Star Wars fans, so it makes it really fun, you know, like, I, I, I can full, I can say with, you know, confidence that I am like a full-fledged Star Wars fan now and and even like my mother who's like an Indian professor lady who never watched I mean she was around for you know the the late 70s and early 80s and I think she must have watched those movies but never got super into them now she's like full-fledged like diehard Star Wars fan she watches every episode of Rebels and I don't think it's just because her kid is on the show she's like super into it she goes on all the like chat like page like, like forums and she'll like call me and say listen there's this fan theory that this is happening and i really need to know like what happened and i'm like lady i'm not going to tell you i can't tell you i'd get in trouble if i told you but anyway i want you to watch and see what happens she like yeah she's been you know kind of pestering me to know what happens in the finale she's really worried that someone's going to die she's been reading a lot of chatter oh, no. she wants to know who it is <laughs> but and, i love that that's mother, just a testament you won't, you won't put her mind at ease Absolutely not. No, that's like takes the fun out of it. And anyway, I can't. But also, you know, watch it. It's going to be awesome. I can assure you the finale of season two is going to be crazy bonkers, like blow your mind. Um, and I should also tell you that none of us have seen it. And I don't know if I can say this, but I think it's kind of cool. So I'm going to say it anyway. None of us know definitively what happens at the end of season two. Isn't that crazy? Did None they of have us you, like, record have been several, allowed to know. Things? Yep. Oh, wow. No, um, they had us record separately. Not, not kind of the opposite of what you just said. They had us record separately, and so no one knows what happens with the other characters, if that oh. makes sense. I'm trying not to, like, say too much. But so no one – we all, for for many, many months, have had, like – I, I'm always the one that tries to like guess and try to get things out of Dave Filoni, and he never ever he just 
he toys with my mind. Like, I think he's giving me hints, and then he, like, I realized that that was just leading me down the wrong trail. You know, I, it's it's a whole mind game with Dave. But, um, so, yeah, none of us actually know what really, really happened. I just, I, re- I brought up my mom because I will, I, I, think that's a testament to Star Wars that you can come to it at any age from any you know from any place where you know wherever you're from I mean Star Wars is truly like universal and I just love that uh, wow that's awesome um, mm, you know um, DVD cover if we have one more question left uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to make it a good one um, as we know that's <laughs> Your character, famously, uh, she likes to spray paint and graffiti all over stuff, you know, she's, and mm. she's constantly leaving this, this awesome phoenix, um, mm-hmm. which we all know is going to morph into the sign of the rebellion and, and of the alliance uh, that we're going to see in episode four, five, and six, and so on. Um, is, is there something to the artwork? Has, has, has Dave gone over that with you? Um, I happen to see it as a as uh, I compare it to the right now. It's the rise of the rebellion, but in our pop culture, I actually see it as a rise of the female warrior. You know, we see it in we, you know we see it in your character. Obviously, we saw it and we see it in the Divergent series. In uh, what's that other one? Uh, uh, Hunger Games. Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger, we see it in there. Uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Ray in Star Wars. Can you can you kind of talk about the rise of the female warrior? My nieces are huge fans of yours. They're like six or seven years old. They love Sabine. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and so thank you. That's Mika and Ayla. Hi, girls. Um, and hi. <laughs> and so you know, can you just kind of talk about that a little bit about the rise of the of the female warrior, about the position of art in Sabine in in the character, and just kind of. How do you take on this responsibility? It's a huge question, I know, but go ahead, tackle it. Oh uh, well, I'm I'm not good at being concise, but I will try. Um, I, well, okay, let me let me think about those questions. What one is that I love that about Sabine? I love the, the dichotomy in in that character that she's this you know trained warrior and she's super skilled in the art of war and, you know, she's a munitions expert and she blows things up and she does it really well, but she's also this, this artist and she's, she's got this, these completely, you know, disparate sides to her. Um, and, um, I love that there are these, I guess I hadn't even thought of it in those terms and I certainly hadn't lumped, you know, myself into that, um, group, but I'm, I thank you for doing that. I mean, I think that that's awesome that girls, young girls right now, I mean, when I was, not to age myself, but when I was young, young, I mean, girls played with like Cabbage Batch dolls and Barbies and, you know, my mom thankfully did not allow me and my sister to play with Barbie dolls because she thought that would like foster an unhealthy, you know, sense of self. And so I I applaud her for that. But, you know, we had like, and then, and then there was a while in what the early two thousands where girls could watch television and look up to people like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie being awful to people and getting famous for it on that show or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so the fact that now young girls can go to the movies and see these characters like, uh, you know, Ray and and um, Katniss and I mean that is incredible and empowering and you know these girls are not I mean these these female characters are smart and strong and powerful and um, 
And they're not, you know, worried about, I love that Sabine is, you know, I forget sometimes, we forget how young Sabine is because she is so gutsy and, 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 and strong and skilled. But she's a teenager, and yet she is totally un- She's not interested a bit in in all of the superficial, and she's not worried about a boy, and you know what I mean? I I love that I get to play a character like that, and I hope that young girls can, can, you know, sort of look up to to characters like Ray and like Katniss does have to deal with some boy issues. But still, (laughs) uh, aside from that. I I think it's mostly That's okay. That that happens in life as well. But, you know, I mean, I think it's really, I'm I'm almost a little envious that that these are the characters that are um, available to young young girls and young women to look up to. Um, I think that's uh, really uh, powerful. And and I hope that, you know, that, uh, that Sabine, yeah, gets to be a part of that club. I, I think she's there. Well, yep. Just, just, I hope uh, that's, that's really an honor. It really is. Yeah, I think it's true. I, uh, Marky and your mom came up with this little theory on a fan board, and uh, and now it's taken off. It's got traction. You agree with it? I think it's self-fulfilling prophecy. All right. Well, we don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for speaking with us, Tia. Uh, and everybody out there. Thank you. It's been so nice chatting with you guys. Yeah, Tia, we would love to have you back on to talk more Star Wars. But until then, you guys, check out Miss India America. This movie is is amazing. I I really liked it. It shows your your acting chops are throughout this whole thing. A part of me was like, that's Sabine talking for sure, just because I just, I just know your voice. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, my gosh, you you just nailed it. So congratulations on this. Thank you uh, so much. Miss India America. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again. Yeah, I hope everyone uh, gets a chance to see it, and I hope they love it. Uh, they will if they just get off their asses and see it. So that's what we're asking <laughs> you to do out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again. Thanks, we better guys. we better have get a, a chance one. to speak again soon. But have fun out there. Keep working I love hard. You. All Thank right. you. We'll see you there. Thank Bye, you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. We're lost. My fault, but you. Oh. Food. Yes. Crunchy food. C-3PO's. New Kellogg's C-3PO's. Twin rings phase together for a crunchy new force at breakfast. Yeah, the force is with us. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Okay. Oh, of course. How much? Yeah. Oh, my. C-3PO's A New Force at Breakfast. A New Force at Breakfast. Uh-oh. Of course they are, C-3PO's. <laughs> the most uh, cherished and pointless um cereal shape in the history of cereal. <laughs> They're just two O's stuck together. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, I don't know why they haven't reissued them as BB-8s. <laughs> you, they might as well be BB-8 O's. They are B's, B's, and 8's. Yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. Oh, my God. They, you're right. They could just make one of the circles a little smaller, and now now the shape makes total sense. Oh, like like they're all like they're uniform in any way. <laughs> Some of them just will be. Oh I'm my sure gosh, it, I love that. It, it would be very easy to turn those into BB-8. Uh, well, why are we playing Star Wars cereal commercial? Oh snap, bro! Did you not hear? We talked to Sabine. <laughs> Sabine. Sabine, did you hear it in the voice? Uh. I had to struggle to hear it, but I heard it. That was Sabine from Star Wars Rebels. Right. Tia Sakar, thanks 
our thanks, of course, again, go out to her for joining us. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. Uh, and as soon as you can, get yourself a viewing of Miss India America because she is hilarious in that. Mm-hmm. Carries the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And there's That's true. great, great supporting performances throughout. There's no doubt. Yep. Um, uh, one in particular, old friend of the show... One of the male characters who does not pass the Bechdel test, <laughs> our buddy Cass Avnar. Oh, I love that guy. Oh, from that show Nobility. Have you uh-huh, seen it? Uh-huh. No, but you will soon. We, we're we pretty sure. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident <laughs> about it still. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, Mark, I know I've been keeping you from really getting just face first into this. Yeah, I know. But we can talk Star Wars. However, we're still going to do it around a certain... Yeah, you know, uh, not feminist, but a, a, a gender angle. Well, yeah. I hope you don't mind because, like, like we said earlier before the interview, and we touched on it in the interview, I think things are getting better. Sure, yeah. we are pointing out that they're just on their on their own without being feminist. There are a lot of new roles for women that seem well, like it just makes them even with men. So, as 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 bad as I feel pointing it out. I think we're still in the throes as a society where it's okay to point that out. Well, but, but this 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 character uh, in Star Wars Rebels that's on Wednesday nights on Disney XD. There you go. Um, Good plug. They they just finished their season finale uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this show. You're saving the finale, show. aren't you? Yeah. I notice you're not saying anything about it. Well, it's still on your DVR, isn't it's, it? It's uh. I love this show, and this is this is canon. This 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 That's counts. Right. This counts. Yeah, this this counts. That matters these days. Exactly. Until you know Netflix twenty years from now buys it from Disney and resets it all. Fine, but until then, but until then I, I'm enjoying the heck out of this. Everything they they do they do in this show might as well be in the movies. Yeah, and it all matters. And the the reason why this is such a big deal is because. The Sabine character is a Mandalorian who, as we all know, the other famous Mandalorian – actually, there's there's two other famous ones. Well, technically the same. Well, you're right. One is a clone. Clone. So you're right. You got me there. But one of them is Jango Fett, who is the genetic father of all the clone the troopers. Army. Basically, you know, when, when you hear in Star Wars them talking about the Clone Wars, they're talking about – Django Fett, basically. Yep. And the coolest character of any film of all time is Boba Fett. Boba Fett. We know this. Yep. And he's a Mandalorian. Sabine is a Mandalorian warrior. She has the, you know, the mask on. She has the weapons. She has the expertise. And she's actually the explosives artist. You know, she's... Yeah, that, a, that's her role on the show. Yeah. She, she, And it sounds like what you're describing... It, they could have just the writers, the creators of this show, in cooperation with yeah. Disney, could have just said, eh, "Let's make it a let's make it a boy." Yeah, and and actually, um, there's the way that they treated the character is that you know she doesn't have like some soppy boyfriend, you know she's never really in peril, you know like it she it could be a boy under the mask, you yep. know it doesn't matter anymore, yeah, and you know just the fact like this. This is this is a harbinger of what's coming in the new Star Wars world. And we got to see this early on when Star Wars Rebels was debuted. Mm-hmm. And boy, did we get a shot of this 
when the Force Awakens finally landed on Earth in December of 2015. You're talking about Ray. I'm talking about Ray. Yeah. And I'm talking about like there was something very specific. I the first thought I had that Thursday night when I finally saw it and when you know when all of that happened that whole thing happened right star wars happened <laughs> yeah, that, again that that whole <laughs> renewed star wars yeah it when it was rebirthed yeah um i the first thought that i had was thank i, I have a couple of nieces which we talked which we touched on during the uh, uh, interview hello yes. mika hello yes, ayla yes you did a shameless plug I for know. your nieces they're really into star wars they love Star Wars. They have they have toys, uh, you know, figures, and and you know, they watch the shows and all that. I was so proud of Star Wars, of my people, <laughs> for creating a female warrior, a character like Rey, that my nieces can look up to, mm-hmm. can emulate, can uh, uh, buy the figures. And, you know, it's not just about... You well, know, they can now, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they don't have, you know, it's not just about having dolls and they're carrying them around and treating them like babies or combing their hair. Like, they have figures now, action warriors. Yeah. And Ray is, in many ways, the best of all of them, you know, as she was, you know, yeah. per, as she was personified in The Force Awakens. Ray is a badass. See? And, I, it, it, and what... What I'm not sure if I'm being good or bad about pointing out here, and I love your description of her, uh-huh. but what I'm kind of most impressed with is that at no point in there did you say, she's a girl Luke. <laughs> no, she didn't, that never because crossed my mind. that's the point. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's great. And I'm very sorry that it crossed my mind, <laughs> and that I'm the one who keeps pointing yeah. this out and asking, hey, is this progress? But is that is that progress? I want to say well, that it is, but if asking it is the opposite of progress... Just stop me now. I, I don't know, but you know, I, um, you, you know, I don't know if this was a, I don't know if they meant to make this point or not during that movie, but there's a couple of times where, you know, the male lead in the film is trying to hold her hand and pull her through and save her, and she's rejecting the yeah, hand. And she immediately says, "Why are you doing? Don't this? touch my hand. I and know I how to remember, run." I remember. I uh, remember the the one or six times I saw it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Every time when that scene would come up, I would chuckle. I was yeah. like, that is genuinely funny to me. Yeah. And I think for the humor to work, I have to recognize that they're doing something mm-hmm. that's breaking a mold, which means they're subtly drawing attention to yeah. it. So is it, I want to call it progress. I, I don't want to tiptoe around it anymore. It I'm just going to call it progress. I think things are getting better yeah. on that front. Yeah. Now, and things are getting better all around for movies, I think, because I see this dearth of uh, of, of strong female roles mm-hmm. in a lot of the new and especially the younger set entertainment franchises, like you know the Divergent series. That, that's a big one. Uh, uh, you've got uh, well, Ray is a monument on her own, uh-huh. just of what kids for the next Katniss forty years Everdeen. are going to be talking about. Katniss, the Hunger Games, the Hunger Jennifer Games. Lawrence's character. It's huge incredibly strong character mm-hmm. and even though there is a like a love story arc i think in her in her world it still could have been male a couple of tweaks and and the character would have worked just as fine but it doesn't have to yeah 
Uh, but now that we've said this, <laughs> yeah, here's where I fear we're not treating the issue with the with the respect it deserves or the full scope that it needs. Is Quite that nice. even though in the stories, the actual characters being written and presented like propaganda? No, wait, that was from last week. Mm-hmm. Not propaganda, just just movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what what is still lurking behind the screen that the Bechdel test is was never designed to catch? Okay. Women are being paid less than men to play these same roles. Jennifer Lawrence, who uh, Oscar Katniss winner. Everdeen, Oscar winner, uh-huh. billion plus dollar franchise, yeah. yet she was paid less to play basically the the shoulder the same amount of responsibility as her male co stars in uh, American Hustle. Yeah, and it was it was she famously came out and said something about the fact that she made less than Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale, and that caused a controversy. Her saying something. Gillian Anderson in the X-Files reboot. In the reboot, the she, original. She got screwed in that one. Had yet you had 25 <laughs> years <laughs> and get the numbers fixed to get Gillian Anderson back. But no, they still offered her less than David Duchovny. That's... I, I, I don't want to sound so progressive I'm unrealistic, but come on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe, look... Uh, Dana Scully, just like Ripley back in the eighties with the with the Alien franchise, you know, uh, like Sigourney Weaver. Dad. Sigourney Weaver. The, I mean, the origins of the we have first seen, female real action star. Right. Yeah. We we have seen, you know, powerful, prominent, and positive female performances and and female action stars. We've seen it before, but it seemed to me, especially like with Aliens and all that, that. Like, it was like it was treated like as such a big deal. Yeah, like, there was you know, it was it was almost gimmicky to the press yeah, at the time. Yeah, even though James Cameron in the movie never made a big deal. Of no, it. I mean that that was just David the Fincher did Alien Three. That was like his big mm-hmm. thing. Had her shave her head and yeah. just, it, the character was never actually feminist, but the media made her out to be. Now I think we're getting some so many of these roles that. The media, aside from us apparently, doesn't even feel the need to – it's not a news story anymore. So when it stops being a news story, it starts becoming actual commonplace. Maybe then we get the pay straightened out. Maybe then society suddenly, I don't know, well, fixes itself. Well, we all have a role to play here, and it is personified in the dollar. Ah. Right? We have we have a say in this. When, when Disney bought Star Wars – they started to put Star Wars into the Disney stores, which are you know it's in every every mall all you know all over the country. Uh, and, those stores where they sell yeah. the the Belle the, dolls, the, 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 the Little Mermaid dolls, right. the Snow White, and a whole bunch of princesses basically. And yet Princess Leia was not a part of it. Her she, first name is Princess. Her first name is Princess, and she, she wasn't did. a part of it. And so you know. Mothers complained and fathers complained that their little that their daughters didn't have the princess Leia available so that they could buy the toy. So people who wanted to buy something Disney <laughs> hadn't even made there. yet. Yeah, My God. and it was they were they were they were famously short of those things. And of course, later on, so they didn't make them, and they just, they just didn't make enough. They, they, they underestimated what the public. They didn't even make them, and you know, and and and. If you fast forward a couple of years when The Force Awakens arrived, you know, I do collect, you know, all the Star Wars toys and 
I remember going in and the uh, Disney store has these six inch figures that are made of metal. They're very detailed, they're painted, they're fully posable and all that stuff. They're they're just action figures, but they're die cast metal. The the Ray figure was the hardest to get. So um as we're going through this topic, something kind of occurred to me is that we haven't really considered it from the the reverse point of view. How so? And it's like what if it's the fellas? What if it's the boys? taking on what is traditionally the female gender roles. So, and, and allow me to elaborate mm-hmm. how, right, how, how right. okay, so. You, you can know, be hooked. What do you mean? Well, you know, like, um, have we evolved to allow the reverse to happen? And I'm figuring out through a very harsh, uh, very harsh lesson happened to me about maybe a year ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And, and I'm going to preface this by saying I had all kind intentions <laughs> when this happened. Okay. okay. Well, now, all right. now I want to hear how okay. you screwed something up. Okay. So uh, it was early morning at a McDonald's. Okay. And uh, I know because I had an egg McMuffin and a coffee. That's a, traditionally, yeah. you can only get an egg McMuffin yeah. at McDonald's. And um, In the old days, just in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's this, I would say he's a grandpa by his age, uh, especially his age in relation to the boy that he had with him. All right, so you okay. got, got a grandpa and a grandson. I'm, I'm assuming, okay. And so he goes up to the girl at the counter, and he wants to buy a Happy Meal toy, which you can do now. You don't have to buy the Happy Meal to get the toy. Yeah, you can buy just, the toy? Yeah, you can just buy the toy. And so he... He goes up to the gal at the counter, and you know he asks for the toy. Is it? I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt, but is it? Is it the same cost as a Happy Meal? No, it's like a dollar fifty, I think, for the toy, and the Happy Meal is like three ninety nine, I think. Oh, that's actually cutting you a deal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to get you off track. That's okay. No, I think this is all important stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, all right. So now, if you guys have all been to a McDonald's before, I've and, been a- or if you bought a Happy Meal before, they typically have. Two choices, and they're usually, you know, more for the boy and one for the girls. Right. Okay. Right. I'm with you. Okay. I recall these uh, these binary systems. Yeah. I got exactly. There. Exactly. And um, what I noticed, and I was just, you know, just drinking my coffee, you know, waiting, you know, mm-hmm. and noshing on your egg McMuffin. Noshing. And uh, I think I had to get a. Re- anyway, I was at the counter at this, you know, at this moment when this happened. And he, you know, he asks for the toy. The McDonald's clerk takes the money and then just turns around and grabs a toy out of the bin and hands it to him. Right. And then he's going to hand it to the boy. And what I notice is that she didn't really look. And he's he's much older. So I don't think, you know, the way that I was processing this information was that he doesn't, he's, he's not, he doesn't know that there's two options. And so what the girl hands him is a, my little pony. They were, they were giving away my little ponies. And right away in my head, I think this is a little boy. And then I say to the grandpa, you know, that they have toys for boys. 
Oh, oh, you! I I didn't realize that you were going to be the one to look the worst. In this. No, I'm telling you. This yeah. is, so what happens when it's on? You know what happens when we flip this, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the look on the grandpa's face was just like, it's just a horse. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> I felt so bad. Well, you kind of should. I should. I don't know why. Absolutely. I want to shame you for this. I know. I, I had I all do. good intentions. I was just like, I didn't think she noticed. I didn't think he noticed. You know, and I didn't even, you know, in those moments, it wasn't even like the boy was like, ooh, my little pony. And he didn't say that. I mean, to me, I was thinking he might be disappointed that he's getting my little pony. No, he just wanted the horse. He just wanted a horse. <laughs> he just wanted the horse. And so, you know, so what does that mean? I think what that is telling us is that, you know, we grandfathers and grandsons are more progressive and (laughs) open-minded than obviously Marquis. That's that's the takeaway. I I don't know what to, I don't really know what to make of this uh, other than I think we all still have a long way to go. Cause like, that was just my reaction. There there was no, Uh, that was your knee jerk. Yeah. Well, that's not a boy toy. Yeah. and, And, and also it was just like, I think everybody here is making a mistake by not asking the boy which one he wants. I mean, nobody was checking, you know. And so, yeah, maybe the world is evolving all around me, you know. (laughs) And And you're just yelling at it to go faster. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, that's – Well, it's actually kind of funny that it would be a My Little Pony and you're talking about uh, little boys getting those because there's, there's a whole segment, a whole subculture out there called bronies. What? And you, yeah, and you can you can Google that. <laughs> you at home, go ahead and Google it if you haven't already heard of it. Yeah, it's like they have conventions and stuff. They're they're grown men who like My Little Ponies, who played with them when they were kids, ah. when they're our age, and now they they come together. It's, it's like an actual community. They're they're called bronies. Wow. Yeah, you didn't you didn't even know about that. No, you are so far behind, Marky. And you know, and I go, we go to all these conventions. Like, we go to all of them, and I've never heard of, is it bronies? Uh, bronies. Bronies. Like pony, but with a BR. Bronies. <laughs> this is awesome. I had yeah. no idea. Get, get, yeah. get, your, get your little magic computer device out. <laughs> look that up. Uh, see? Yeah. And you can do it at home, too. And we've all learned a little something. I think oh, so. a good story. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, for us to hear. <laughs> not for you to live, you it troglodyte. Was... It was probably one of the worst moments of my life. In those, in those few seconds, I, I had every good intention in my heart. I just wanted the boy to have a cool toy, and he was getting a My Little Pony. And that's what he wanted. It was just a horse. <laughs> it was just a horse, guy. It was just a horse. And you know what? Maybe that's what we should be saying in, uh, you know, not literally, but that, that's, that's the attitude we should have when we... We shouldn't go looking for problems <laughs> so point. much as maybe we're doing. Thank you for letting me off and, the hook. <laughs> maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's on us. Yeah. We do have a say. And um, uh, I am I am proud. I, I was proud when I walked out of A Force Awakens. I am proud and happy that my nieces are playing Star Wars now. You know, I mean... Um, I always felt that girls were missing out on something that was really cool when I was a kid, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, you know, yeah. I, I felt that they weren't, you know, why aren't you playing with star Wars toys? That didn't make any sense to me. And I love star Wars more than the average other guy yeah. myself. Yeah. But in the end, I got to say, if you've only got one female character, it's only a matter of time until she kisses her brother. <laughs> yeah. Look, Luke didn't know. Okay. He didn't know. 
Nobody knew. Nobody but for knew. For God's sake, George Lucas could have put a couple more females out there. <laughs> it wouldn't have been such an issue. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> if you break it down, you're right. So now at least they have a few more who definitely cannot be brother and sister. So we got time for smooches later, we're good, maybe. We're good, but we don't know. There, um, and this is also worth pointing out is that both of the um, female characters that are that that are in Star Wars Rebels, they are both. Um, leaders, they are both, um, they are dependent on. They're the ones that's like one of them is the captain of the ship who bails out the other characters, the male characters all the time, mm-hmm. save their butt all the time. The Sabine character, she's she she's the the warrior. She's always bailing them out. She's the together one. She's compared ab- to the boy who's chasing her. Exactly. I mean. You know things are changing, and I, I, I notice it because I felt when I was a kid that the girls were missing out. You know, and it wasn't their fault. You know, <laughs> but well. you know, but now you know, and I see this through the eyes of of my nieces that they get to participate in this now, and it's available to them. the The property itself is moving towards that. There's e- there's equality, um, there's fairness, you know, and there it, is to say the very least there is more. Yeah, there's more. I think that's these perfect. things. Yeah. I don't know, you know. In fact, I guess I guess to sum up what what I want to say with the show is that hey everybody, there's a problem in the world, but I think we're slowly fixing it. So shh. Nobody say anything. Just don't jinx this. <laughs> Let it keep happening. Keep watching. But make sure if you're going out as a consumer, you spend your dollar on things you agree yeah. with. Yeah. You don't have to be fanatical about it. And I don't want to get any deeper than that. That's just my point of view. Marky, you're welcome to your own. Mm-hmm. And, I, and unless I'm, I'm you are about this. to agree with me, I'll shut it. Okay. No, so I'm you do. All right. Good yeah. enough. Yeah. And everybody at home, you've heard what we had to say. Please let us know what you have to say. Yeah, check us out. Uh, you know, my Twitter feed is always buzzing. At, always at, buzzing. At Stay Classy, SDCC. You can also uh, you can also chime in at Maddie P Radio. Don't forget, that's the mothership and always will be. Yep. Um, uh, check us out, MaddiePRadio.com. We always post good stuff up there. Um, and, you know, we go to all these things. I just went to WonderCon. Um, I'll be posting some stuff about that pretty soon. We went to celebration. Last our friends year. cosplay. Cosplay does not equal consent. Well, I remember them. Same. Yep. Um, they, like we we're uh, we're always at comic. We're always we are a part of this culture. Um, we have our fingers on the pulse of this thing, and uh, it's really the best job I've ever had. You know, to be able to to do this show. That's you know? right. And as witness, we shall overcome. We shall overcome. <laughs> and. That might have been too far, so at this point, let's just say that's about enough of this. That's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.